0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to SNAP, Inc.'s third quarter 2023 Earnings Conference Call. At this time, participants are in a listen-only mode. I would now like to turn the call over to David O'Meter, Head of Investor Relations.
1: Thank you, and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to SNAP's third quarter 2023 Earnings Conference Call. With us today are Evan Spiegel, Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder, and Derek Anderson, Chief Financial Officer. Please refer to our Investor Relations website at investor.snap.com to find today's press release, slides, investor letter, and investor presentation. This conference call includes forward-looking statements, which are based on our assumptions as of today. Actual results may differ materially from those expressed in these forward-looking statements, and we make no obligation to update our disclosures. For more information about factors that may cause actual results to differ materially from these forward-looking statements, please refer to the press release we issued today, as well as risks described in our most recent Form 10-Q, particularly in the section titled Risk Factors. Today's call will include both GAAP and non-GAAP measures. Reconciliations between the two can be found in today's press release. Please note that when we discuss all of our expense figures, They will exclude stock-based compensation and related payroll taxes, as well as depreciation and amortization and non-recurring charges. Please refer to our filings with the SEC to understand how we calculate any of the metrics discussed on today's call. With that, I'd like to turn the call over to Evan.
2: Hi, everyone, and thank you all for joining us. Our revenue returns to positive growth in Q3, increasing 5% year-over-year and flowing through to positive adjusted EBITDA as our reprioritized cost structure demonstrated the leverage in our business model. We are focused on improving our advertising platform to drive higher return on investment for our advertising partners, and we have evolved our go-to-market efforts to better serve our partners and drive customer success. We also made progress toward diversifying our revenue, with Snapchat Plus reaching more than 5 million subscribers in the quarter, resulting in Snapchat Plus revenue growing more than 250% year-over-year. Our focus on visual communication between friends and family is a strategic advantage that has enabled us to build engaging and retentive products and services across our platform. Our community grew to 406 million daily active users in Q3, and we are working to further deepen content engagement by focusing on three key areas. Investing in our ML models to improve content ranking and personalization across all of our content services, growing our creator community and diversity of content by supporting and rewarding creators, and using content to start conversations and build relationships across our service. We continue to leverage AI technology to deliver new products and features to our community. Since launching MyAI, more than 200 million people have sent more than 20 billion messages, which we believe makes MyAI one of the most used AI chatbots available today. More than 250 million Snapchatters engage with AR experiences on our platform every day on average. On November 9th, we will be live streaming our sixth annual Lens. We're thrilled to have the opportunity to bring together the vibrant Snap AR community of developers and creators that are collaborating with us to push boundaries, redefine what's possible with augmented reality, and build businesses along the way. Given the progress we have made with our ad platform, the leadership team we have built, the work we have done to reprioritize our cost structure, and the strength of our balance sheet, we believe we are well positioned to continue making progress on our top strategic priorities. As we move forward into Q4 and 2024, we remain focused on investing in our platform to sustain community growth, investing heavily in our direct response business to deliver measurable return on ad spend, and cultivating new sources of revenue to diversify our top-line growth to build a more resilient business. I want to thank Jerry Hunter, our Chief Operating Officer, for seven years of service at SNAP. Jerry has notified us of his intent to retire and will be transitioning his responsibilities by the end of the month. I am deeply grateful to Jerry for the meaningful contributions he has made over his many years at SNAP. His work to improve our advertising platform, serve our community, and build a strong team has helped to lay the foundation for our future growth.
1: Thank you. And with that, we will begin our Q&A session.
0: Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. To ask a question, you may press star, then one on your touch phone. If you are using a speaker phone, please pick up your handset before pressing the keys. To withdraw your question, please press star then two. In the interest of time, we ask that you please limit yourself to one question. After your initial question is asked, your line will be muted. At this time, we will pause momentarily to assemble our roster. Our first question comes from Doug Amuse with JP Morgan.
3: Thanks for taking the questions. Um, your four Q revenue guide mostly implies a deceleration versus three Q, and I think that's coming on much easier comps. I just hope you could provide some color on October performance, especially given the war in the Middle East. And we know that four Q is back and weighted, and I think the brand comps in particular get easier through the quarter. Just hope you can talk about what's embedded there. Thank you.
4: Hi there, Doug. It's uh, Derek speaking. I'll take that one for you. Uh, you know, first and foremost, uh, you're right. We had a, a quarter in Q3 that we're pretty pleased with on the progress we made on top line. Uh, there's a lot that went into that. We had a number of drivers to that, to that outcome, you know, including the progress we've made on our direct response ad platform. We've continued to make uh, really significant investments in the ad ranking and optimization. Incorporating of creating a much broader range of signals into the ad platform and driving much larger models. And we've also, uh, instituted a much faster pace of experimentation. All of that's leading to more precise conversion predictions, improved ROI for our advertisers. And as we noted in the letter in particular, seven zero has been a bright spot in the quarter, uh, you know, in terms of driving pixel purchase behavior and the year over year and quarter over quarter growth that we saw in lower funnel. And I also note that part of the strength in Q3 was around brand advertising, where we saw really good uptake on our total takeover products, including First Story, uh, that launched in the period. So really pleased with the momentum that we saw there. Um, and I think as you look into Q4, you know, I think we talked about it a little bit in the letter, but to share some high level color, um, we're, we believe we're on the right plat path of the DR platform. So we're pleased with the continuous progress we're making there. Uh, working with our partners on making uh, their privacy-safe integrations with the platform uh, higher quality and more performant for them and driving out performance. We're also pleased with what we're seeing on our scaled solutions for small and medium-sized businesses and what that drove out in terms of quarter-over-quarter growth in Q3 of 11% uh, in aggregate and the DR business uh, in returning to year-over-year growth. Uh, so we're we're really pleased with fundamentally what we're seeing there and, and what we're executing against into the new quarter. I think on the brand side in particular, coming off of the progress that we saw in Q3 with those new brand products seeing really good uptake, um you're right. As we move into Q4, uh, Q4 is a little bit different as a quarter. Historically, we've seen um, a little bit larger share of the revenue coming from brand products in Q4. Um, and then two, the Q4 uh, business being a little bit more back-end weighted uh, than other quarters historically as well. So both of those things sort of impacting visibility and, and brand having grown at a slower rate in Q3 um, and being a larger share of the business in Q4 sort of brings a little bit of a mix shift headwind. And then last, the point that you raised very specifically, which is what we've seen since the onset of the war in the Middle East, is we have had a number of... Uh, primarily brand-oriented campaigns uh, pause spending uh, in, in the early period after the onset of the war there in the Middle East. Uh, I will say that we have seen uh, a lot of those campaigns resume spending and the impact to our daily run rate has uh, reduced uh, significantly as a result of that. But we also have seen a very small amount of incremental campaign pauses triple in more recently. And so, one of the things that we've tried to to do here when we're thinking about uh giving forward looking information for Q4 is to number one be transparent about what we've seen quarter to date on that side um and then you know i think when we look back historically um for example to what we all experienced at the onset of the war in ukraine um and the impact that that had on folks business and the operating environment i think we've we've you know very realized that um war is fundamentally unpredictable. And as a result, you know, it would be imprudent uh, to provide a formal guide in that kind of an environment. However, what we did do for the sake of transparency uh, for the investment community to share our internal forecast and that internal forecast, um, you know, assumes an acceleration at the top end, um, but we've attempted to incorporate everything that we know as of today about the impact of those pauses into the fullness of the range of revenue uh, so that you can see that. Um and then of course that obviously flows right through to the adjusted EBITDA range as well because we have a very high rate of flow through on those. So uh you know I think just stepping back fundamentally we're pleased with with the progress we're making on the DR business and we're pleased we think we're on the right path with that platform and we're also pleased with the uptake that we saw from those new brand products in Q3 as well. So I think you know the 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 pro the progress there is good we just want to make sure that people are aware of that that one head when we've seen it to begin the quarter and hopefully that gives you a little bit of color on how we framed that thank you
0: thank you our next question is from ross sandler with barclays
4: uh great hey guys so uh evan you recently changed the uh leadership team in north america ad sales and and that seems like the area that's not yet caught up with the rest of the business, which is performing quite well. So, I guess, how do you feel about that change? How confident uh, are we that uh, North America larger accounts uh, are going to step up and commit to more budget with SNAP in 2024? And wh- when do you expect that that growth rate to kind of converge with the, uh, the international business, if, if you can, you know, help us there? Thanks a lot.
2: Hey Russ, thanks so much uh, for the question. Yeah, we are, we are making some progress in North America. Uh, you know, the the fastest growing uh, region quarter over quarter, but obviously a long way from where we'd like it to be. You know, in general, North America has a number of large customers that are simply just more complex uh, to work with. So while we've you know made a lot of progress with some of the simpler integrations, you know, our 7.0 optimization. Uh, and whatnot for smaller advertisers. It's just taken, you know, more of a focus and, uh, more, uh, you know, in the details work to drive customer success, uh, with larger advertisers. So I'm pleased with the progress, uh, that we're making. You know, we're fixing stuff, uh, every day and, and, uh, you know, getting advertisers closer to hitting their KPIs or in many cases above their KPIs, which should translate into improved uh, spend. So making progress there, but definitely more complex, uh, customers and, you know, we're excited about Patrick's uh, leadership of the team. He's uh, got a got a wealth of experience uh, to bring.
0: Thank you. Our next question is from Rich Greenfield with LightShed.
3: Hi, thanks for taking the question. Um, one question and then the housekeeping. In the employee memo that leaked um, a couple weeks ago, it stated a goal of 80% of your daily active users interacting with content. Trying to get a handle on how ambitious of a goal that is for 2024 is content engagement would seem to be a pretty critical driver of advertising revenue potential, thinking about where ads are embedded. I don't have any idea really where you are in terms of how many DAUs touch content today and what would be driving this, the growth to 80% of overall DAU. So, any color you can give us on on that goal and where you are today and changes would be great. And then two, just on the, you know, also in that memo, you mentioned a 20% revenue growth goal for 2024. Evan, is that really hard to do? Like, what's your confidence goal on getting 20% growth next year? Thanks.
2: Thanks, Rich. Yeah, that's, that's an internal uh, memo really designed to uh, motivate uh, and, and inspire the team, you know, around what's uh, possible you know, when it comes to the the content uh, penetration, you know that that that's really going to be driven by emerging uh, countries where, uh, you know, in some cases our our growth there is you know earlier in its cycle, and so folks are just ramping up with our communications products and have yet to really transition to the content focus uh, products. So when we talk about 80% of uh, DAU. In aggregate what we're really trying to accomplish is drive you know depth of content or sorry breadth of content engagement in some of the you know emerging uh countries and then really depth of engagement uh in the more developed countries uh, where we do have a very high rate of uh DAUs engaging uh with content already uh, so that that's really how that uh, strategy how we're thinking about the content uh, strategy uh, you know the the twenty percent revenue that's that's really about making more progress in terms of customer success, especially uh with the lower funnel. We are excited about the progress uh that uh we're seeing, so uh we're hoping we can just keep our heads down and and uh keep making more progress there.
0: Thank you. Our next question is from Mark Schnnelich with Bernstein. You may proceed uh
1: yes, thanks for taking the question uh Evan. I uh, would love to hear just a little bit more color on my AI, like around usage. Are, are, are folks using this daily? You know, what are they really asking their AI companions? Uh, and then, you know, is there any like real commercial intent that you're seeing there and and kind of like a, a sub follow up, you know, any color you could share on how, um, that Microsoft partnership is going there would be fantastic. Thanks. Yeah, but, you know, we're, we're uh, excited about
2: the progress we're seeing with Maya. I, I don't think it's, uh, you know, really a, a daily uh, use case yet. I think, you know, we're, we hope that it's really a, a weekly use case for now because there are some gaps, you know, it doesn't yet have access to real time information and those sorts of things. So our primary uh, focus right now is just improving response quality as you. Can imagine it's a little hard to measure because the responses can be unpredictable. So we, we think we've built a pretty good way of understanding if the responses people are getting, uh, you know, are satisfactory. And, you know, we're, we're seeing some of the work we're doing uh, to improve those responses lead to higher uh, retention with the product overall. But I, I would say it's just very, very early uh, with this product. And we're going to keep, you know, the vast majority of our focus on the on response uh, quality, which we think can drive, you know, more uh, engagement in long-term uh, retention. And there's certainly plenty of, uh, commercial intent. Uh, we are, uh, taking steps to integrate that, uh, for example, into our, uh, models to help, you know, folks see more relevant, uh, content and, and advertising. So making some progress there as well.
0: Thank you. Our next question is from Justin Post with Bank of America.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll ask us too. Uh, lots of third party data out here on engagement and time spent. Just wondering how you'd characterize engagement on the platform and, and the drivers from here and then i think you gave some dau guidance this is a modest slowdown what are you seeing as far as dau's in north in north america and rest of the world uh, in q4 thank you let uh derek speak to the
2: guidance question uh but but overall uh you know healthy engagement uh, trends we certainly see an opportunity in you know more developed regions like uh, north america you know, where we where we do reach a, a very large uh, percentage of the smartphone population to drive more daily usage with monthly active uh, users. There are plenty of folks, uh, you know, who are monthly active but maybe not daily active who have, you know, messages that are unread from friends or stories available. And so we do see an opportunity to drive more uh, frequency of use uh, with with monthly active users in, in regions like North America. Of course, uh, you know, plenty more uh, headroom uh, in, in the rest of the world. Uh, region in terms of incremental new users. We are, we are also excited about what we're seeing on the content side. So, you know, we saw a year over year, uh, acceleration in, uh, time spent growth globally and some positive trends in the U.S., uh, as well with U.S., uh, content time spent growing quarter over quarter. So I'd say in terms of overall, uh, engagement, uh, we're, we're pleased we see opportunity to, con- to continue, uh, growing
4: it. And just to pick up the second part of that on the DAU, uh, forecast, uh, that we shared for q4 which is 410 to 412 million you know first just uh for con- uh context that uh, year over year growth right there is about 35 to 37 million uh dau year over year so still seeing you know really significant uh year over year growth i think you know you got to look at this a little bit you know market by market in north america in particular is an example and some of our other more mature markets we're reaching, you know, really high percentages of 13 to 34 year olds in over 25 countries. And, and that would include, of course, uh, North America and, and many Western European countries. So we're already at a very, very high penetration there. Uh, you know, North America, for example, over 100 million uh, DAU. And I think the latest number we shared on Mao was 150. So um, the reach there is really, really deep. Um, your focus and much of the growth in the DAU number in total, uh, you know, recently has been coming from the rest of world region. That's been the biggest driver of growth. We had a very good uh, quarter in the prior year as a comp there, and, and so you're seeing that a little bit impacted in the, the year-over-year uh, rate there. Um, but otherwise, continuing to see uh, substantial year-over-year growth, that internal forecast range again implying 35 to 37 million additional DAU on a year-over-year basis. So hopefully that provides a little color.
0: Thank you. The next question is from Brian Nowak with Morgan Stanley.
1: Thanks for taking my
2: questions. I have two. The, the first one, uh, a little housekeeping. Derek, can you help us out just a little bit sort of with the the amount of subscription revenue in 3Q and then what are you assuming on subscription revenue contribution in your, in your fourth quarter guide at the, at the midpoint or one of the areas? And then the second one, you know, it sounds like you're starting to make some progress on the performance strategy. Can you give us a few more tangible examples of categories or verticals where you've made the most progress and how you think about the next categories to really sort of improve the performance for advertisers? Thanks.
4: Uh, Sure. Hey, I'll take the first part of that there. Um, In terms of uh, the breakdown on how we're doing on Snapchat Plus, I think first, We're really excited about what we're seeing there. That's a product that, you know, um, is not very old since we launched it. Um, we reached more than 5 million, uh, subscribers in the period. So we've had really nice momentum there. You know, I think if you go back to the investor day at the beginning of the year, we were, I think we shared then that we were running about close to 100 million annualized run rate. Then you've seen the subscription uh, number grow about 60% then. So give you some sort of a ballpark of of where we're trending to in the most recent quarter on progress of that product. So certainly becoming a much more meaningful contributor, and we shared in the letter that it grew at a rate of more than 250% in the most recent quarter. So um, really pleased with what we're seeing there in terms of uptake and what that's contributing to the business, um, both from a top line and margin perspective. Yeah, we don't have a, obviously going to break down our, our forward look for Q4 between different types of revenue, but we would expect to continue some, some momentum on the subscription business into Q4, just as we would on the advertising business as well. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of an idea. Um, you know, I'll talk about a little bit about where we're seeing some strength with advertisers and then um, uh, if Evan wants to chime in with more detail on what where we expect to go from here. Um, really what we're seeing is um, we've been focusing very heavily on getting our go-to-market efforts and where we're seeing success in in the progress of the app platform really well aligned. And so making sure that we're we're selling through the products and the optimizations that are gonna work for our advertisers and help them grow their business. That's led us to see success with a pretty large uh, variety of sectors. But some of the ones that we've talked about recently that that I can share with you is we're seeing good traction uh, with CPG restaurants and traveler categories that have been doing well on the platform and combinations of and e ecom uh, businesses also doing well and that's going to align well to both uh you know what i talked about earlier which is the really good progress we've seen on seven zero uh, pixel purchase optimizations and what that's meant for lower funnel revenue growth year-over-year year and quarter over quarter and then also a little bit of um, the success that we've seen with those new brand takeover products and the traction that we got with those in q three that was helpful to the sequential improvement in revenue there so Hopefully that gives you a little bit of a sense of um what we're seeing uh you know both on the subscription side and the traction with different uh verticals of advertisers.
2: I can speak uh just briefly to the progress we've been making on the the tech side of things. Uh, you know we're making a lot of headway uh with our ML platform, you know being able to to run uh bigger models to you know that have more features. So I think that that I feel I feel good about our progress there are obviously more more uh, to do. Uh, I think kind of the atomic unit of our, uh, our performance business right now is 7.0 purchase optimization. That's working well for a lot, uh, of advertisers. And so really what we've been trying to do is then build on top of that, uh, to solve, you know, slightly more sophisticated, uh, you know, advertiser needs. So for example, with our app business, we've been beta testing event optimization. For app advertisers, so you know, rather than just optimizing around an install, you know, optimizing around something like completing a, a level or something like that uh, in a game, and and that those sorts of uh, you know uh, optimizations are, are really important for certain performance advertisers. So I think taking that sort of fundamental building block that's working with 7.0, and then you know, iterating on top of that, uh, you know, to to meet more advertiser needs is is really important right now. I also think there's more we can do in terms of advertiser cold start, start for the the long tail uh, of advertisers. Um, you know, it, it takes a, maybe a little too long uh, and maybe a bit too much uh, spend for these smaller advertisers to get ramped up and to find the, find uh, conversions quickly. So we've also been iterating a lot there and, and making progress there. But overall, you know, I feel I feel good about where the the various tech pieces are. Uh, right now. And one of the things we've just been learning as we go deep with these bigger customers is that it's become a lot more about the way that they're using these different pieces of our uh, platform together. So really auditing signal quality, for example, going deep to make sure advertisers are bidding against the right goals for what they're measuring for. Uh, and, you know, I think just taking that customer success lens across all of our uh, teams, you know, from product uh, to measurement, PMM, engineering, of course, to, to debug these more complex uh, setups has, has yielded a lot of uh, you know, positive momentum as well.
0: Thank you. Our next question is from Boyd Wamsley with UBS.
3: Oh, thanks. A couple parts to my here. Um, on the ads within my AI search, can you can you talk about how those are performing um, for you all, for advertisers? Are those all powered by Bing, um, or some of them your your own ads? Um, and have you integrated that signal into targeting across the platform, and I guess just broadly, while we're on the topic how, how do you think about turning to partners like Microsoft Bing or others just in general to enhance monetization across the platform more broadly, similar to what what we've seen at Pinterest? Is that something you guys think about doing uh beyond this Bing Bing integration?
2: It's still, still early, uh, with the partnership. I, I think, you know, the, the click-through rates are very healthy when the ads are relevant. Uh, so the big focus has really been on improving relevance, continuing to drive, uh, relevance for, uh, sponsored links in, in MyAI. Uh, so far in terms of signal integration, right now, uh, we're using it to inform interest, uh, categories. I think there's a lot more we can do there. Uh, but we've sort of taken that initial, uh, step again, sort of, uh, with the, the, the test and learn, uh, perspective. So we think about this more as, you know, a longer term investment, especially because, you know, the immediate work we're doing on the ad platform is, is yielding, uh, you know, really meaningful, uh, results. So uh, we'll, we'll keep focusing on the product experience and of course, uh, you know, uh, experimenting with the partnership, but you know, uh, there are more uh, important priorities, I think, in terms of the ad platform right now.
0: Thank you. Our last question comes from Mark Mahaney with Evercore.
3: Okay. Hey, I just want to get into a a nuts and bolts uh, issue on uh, ARPU, or a question on ARPU. Um, You had uh, two kind of interesting trends here. A European ARPU kind of jumped a lot. um, And I know this is an output indicator, but could you just maybe explain why that that did, and it was like a 15% year-over-year growth. And then, sequentially, a North American ARPU jumped a lot. That's kind of the biggest sequential growth we've seen in a while. Um, so just any color behind those two uh, metrics. And again, I understand that they're output metrics, but any color would be appreciated.
4: Hey, Marcus, Derek. Thanks for the question. Uh, look, I, I think um, part of what you're seeing there is is the fundamental improvements that we're making to the ad platform and the ad products in our go-to-market. Um, so, for example, when you're looking at the year-over-year growth in uh, the Europe European region, um, You know, what we're seeing there is that, you know, the fundamental improvements that we've made to the DR ad platform. So some of the things I talked about earlier in terms of the big investments we've made in infrastructure to drive ad ranking and optimization, the work that we've done to incorporate a broader range of signals and features into those models, and then those models themselves becoming much larger, uh, the faster pace of experimentation that we're seeing on the DR ad platform, all of that's driving out much more precise conversion predictions. And that's driving improved ROI for advertisers. And you can see that, as I mentioned earlier, in the improvement in lower funnel year over year and quarter over quarter. Um, and then the other thing is what I also mentioned earlier, which is these new brand products that we launched earlier this year, they got very nice traction in Q3, um, including uh, first story and the total takeover products. And then, of course, the go-to-market improvements uh, that we've been making and I think one thing in particular in Europe and, and to a certain, and to an extent in uh, the APAC region is that the, the new region presidents for those, for those regions came on prior to us making uh, the significant changes to our ad platform in Q1 and prior to launching these products. Um, and so those fundamental improvements to the ad product, the ad platform and the go to market, those are not just unique to the European region. Uh, for the most part, they're going to be globally applicable, including some of the really uh, good improvements for making the scalable solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. But you can see some of that is impacting North America a little later. Uh, and that's why North America, for example, was the fastest region uh, quarter over quarter at 14% sequentially uh, in growth. And, and that's a combination of those fundamental improvements coming to bear on the North America market as well as uh, the improved go-to-market exercise there. So. Um, I think what you're seeing is, is the work starting to show up in the outputs and the fundamental progress we're making with the ad platform, and, and that's showing up in ARPU, which is great news for the business uh, all around. So thanks for the question.
0: Thank you. This concludes our question and answer session, as well as snapping third quarter 2023 earnings conference call. Thank you for attending today's session. You may now disconnect.